Hello everyone and welcome to this webinar today. I'm Francis Seeley from Global Net 21 and Enfield Voices and this is one of our, the many webinars that we do and today we're going to look at an issue that lots of people um, sort of debate in their own minds is that when you're trying to develop sustainability in a locality or address climate change do you have to do things big or can you do them in a small way I mean, big changes are important about stopping emissions and so on, but small activities that many, many community groups do are also important in bringing people on board and changing attitudes and culture, as well as bringing communities together. And we've got Sarah Cotton with us today, who's going to talk to us about a cafe in the North London Park, Broomfield Park in Enfield, and what she's doing there and around the area of sustainability. So Sarah, thank you for joining us today. So let's start, shall we, by asking you if you could tell us something, just a little about yourself and your background. Okay, well, thank you very much for having me this evening. Um, my name is Sarah, I, um, I live in Palmer's Green. I uh, am a political lobbyist and stakeholder communications professional by, by my professional background. Uh, I am uh, the mother of two teens uh, and I have years of experience working in the private and voluntary sector. And uh, on top of all of those things, I'm also the founder and director of a small but perfectly formed, or almost perfectly formed community cafe in Broomfield Park that is powered by volunteers. Okay, well, that's a pretty impressive CV. Um, tell us then about Cafe. Tell us what Palmer's Greenery is and why you called it that. Um, we called it that. Uh, my, my husband's going to take credit for the name. I will give him that. Um, uh, we wanted um, this, our, our journey to uh, opening our hatches in 2014 started uh, a number of years before. Um, I uh, basically was sick of using my professional skills for corporate gain often. And where in 2008, when my son, my second child was born, um, my freelance work dried up and I wanted to put my skills to good practice and understood that there was nowhere really to meet at the time people like me. So community minded, but probably not spending very much time in my area, um, going commuting in and out of town for work. Um, and I had a baby and a buggy and um, understood that um, there was probably some, some, some work to be done locally. And I, it, it was a very circuitous journey, but I was very fortunate to live in Palmer's Green with a community uh, and met some uh, neighbors who then became friends. And uh, we started chatting about um, what it would be like potentially to, um, see if we could have some kind of and palmer's green is very different now um, there is lots of really good social and community enterprise in palmer's green but there wasn't 10 years ago um so, and we sorry no i was, was going to tell me i mean what, what's interesting what you just said you were a political lobbyist you work mm -hmm. with corporations and i started this by talking about you know what's big and what's small and you went from the big to the yeah. small now was that a big cultural change for you uh yes uh, but it was one that uh, it was huge cultural change. I, 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 look, I was young. I was young in my career, and I, I, I realized very early on that I, um, uh, I, I like to, I, I like to be able to see the kind of impact of of my work quite immediately. 
uh, and um, I, I'm working for big corporates. That was nigh on impossible, certainly as a junior member of the team. And I, I just, I, I just, I, I didn't realize I had an, an entrepreneurial spirit, but I realized that um, there were different ways of doing this. And um, I wanted to be able to be an agent of change um, rather than a kind of a cog in the wheel. Uh, like looking back with hindsight, I, it wasn't quite as, um, uh, it wasn't uh, so as intended as that, but kind of, I think, having had years to reflect, but it, this, this is very much a team uh, project and effort. Um, I, 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 I'm the front man, uh, I, I think, um, and I, I, I do spend a lot of time, I'm quite visible at, at the cafe uh, and, and behind the scenes in terms of kind of the contacts that the cafe has, but this is absolutely, and it, this is a team effort. And I, I'm kind of going off no, that's not, already. No, that's not, we'll, well, tell us, I mean, I mean, why did you choose a cafe? And is that all you wanted, just a cafe? So, we, no, uh, we, we absolutely, and, I, and, I, and I'm going to talk about us, uh, we, and, and we as a small team of, of steering group, but also our volunteers, we, we did not, none of us went into this because we wanted to run a retail cafe. I mean, as lovely as they are, but we, what, it was very clear that um, Palmer's Green at the time, and probably the park in particular, needed some kind of hub. It needed, it needed a vehicle to coalesce around. And um, I used to, I had, I had winter babies and I used to spend hours and hours walking around the park and I just didn't know how to meet women like me uh, or, or, or women not like me or men not like me, just to meet my community. Um, and so it became clear that a space was, would, would be an ideal uh, opportunity. At the time we looked at some empty high street um, uh, uh, properties, but landlords at the time did not make that very easy. And then I um, also just realized that uh, I needed to start speaking to people locally uh, and people who had a good presence. So we, uh, I started to make some connections with uh, Carl Brown, who was very act active on the Palmer's Green Triangle, Philip Chard, who was very active at the time and uh, known for the Palmer's Green Festival. And we had a, I, I did a, the professional with me, we spent a lot of time just scoping what the opportunities and the potential was. And we did a lot of evidence and surveys and it turned out that people wanted a little cafe in the park, not least because they were sick of waiting. A lot of the community remembered uh, the cafe in the what was uh, Broomfield House and um, was remembered very lovingly. So this was so, a meanwhile project <laughs> 10 years yeah, ago. I, 10 I, years I, ago, it was a meanwhile project. I, I certainly remember the cafe in Broomfield yeah. House a long, long time ago. So, I mean, you, you didn't want it to be a sort of normal commercial retail no. outlet. So did you sort of start it as volunteers unpaid to begin with? Is that how you began? It's how we began and it's how we remain, um, in, in, in all honesty. We have, um, it, it, for a number of reasons. Firstly, because um, I don't know how much the audience knows about Brimfield Park and restricted covenants, and I'm certainly not going to bore you with any details now, but um, it was quite clear to me that if we there would be local opposition, as there had been uh, to any plans for the park for some kind of like Starbucks in the park. I mean, that was obviously never us. And I, sorry if you need to edit that out, but any kind of commercial, uh, big uh, kind of uh, uh, entity. But uh, social enterprise was just starting getting going 10 years ago. It's very, very cool now. But 10 years ago, kind of the idea of a community business and a community asset was was really just starting to take hold and I, and and we were very lucky i found a real champion 
um, in the, um, I, I, I don't even remember the team, it's the Waste and Regeneration team, but it's the, it's the team at the Council has Responsibility for Park. He was the director, uh, his name was Neil Isaac, and uh, he, he, he got what we were trying to do. And our whole strap line to him was, we want to show, uh, and this, this was kind of, what, what year are we looking about? 2009, 10, so it was just, it was really austerity and, 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 and we wanted to show the council that, that things could be done differently by community action and, and using community assets for, for social good. Oh, you looked at, it's interesting, you looked at yourself as a social enterprise where you probably wanted to make some money, but yeah. you also wanted to add social value, which is yeah. what social enterprises do. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, are you self-financing or do you have to get funding? And if you do, how do you get it? So we're, we're very lucky. So we, um, when we, 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 we got grant funding to, uh, to start up. So it was the time of the Enfield Residence Priority Fund and we secured £35,000 from that to bring the building back into use. So we, we operate out, out of disused park toilets. Uh, they've been disused for about five years and they were a bit a liability to the council basically. And so we got startup funding to put power in, take asbestos out and to make the building fit for purpose. And from day one, we've been self-financing because we trade, um, we are, we trade, we're profitable. We have a peppercorn rent with the council and uh, all of our workforce is power powered by volunteers. We have a couple of paid roles, which are kind of overall, uh, we have a, a paid cafe coordinator and we have a, we did have, we don't anymore, uh, have a paid volunteer coordinator. That's a newer role. And we also keep all of our finances at arm's length. So we have a paid local accountant because that just makes life a lot easier. Um, I mean, volunteers are always a problem because they come and go. Have you had that problem or have you been lucky? Uh, both, but I'm absolutely, and I'm just looking at the numbers. I'm just looking, I have three of my volunteers uh, on, on, I can see on the participant list here now, um, of whom two have been with us for at least five years. Uh, we are blessed. We have a very, very loyal uh, fam we're a family of, of volunteers. Um, we, we do get new volunteers. It, it's managing a group of volunteers in a park-based environment, and it's a very intense, it's quite an intense volunteering experience, especially on a wet Wednesday in February when, uh, in fact, I could even say a wet Tuesday in, in July, because frankly, we had six customers on Tuesday. Uh, I know that because I was there. Um, but uh, what, what, our, what our volunteers get, from, and when, when we say all of our volunteers, that's myself included. Um, there are no kind of paid directorships or anything like that. Um, I'm very much part of the team as well. Um, our, our volunteer family is, is, is really wonderful and we couldn't do any of what we do without them. So, I mean, you've got volunteers, you've got a cafe, but you yeah. don't just want a cafe, do you? You created a sort of community around there um, and you're in Broomfield Park, which is important. And that yeah. link is important as well, isn't it? Because yeah. both of you together can create all sorts of different communities. Absolutely. So we work very closely with the Friends of the Park. I mean, for, for, I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I, I became a committee member on the Friends just um, 
as we were setting up because I it was really important to me that that we were a trusted entity um, and that and there were and the reason why our project has been successful is because there is a history through the friends there is a history of social action in Broomfield Park and I would say it's a real gold standard uh, across Enfield Parks and that's something that we um, and that's something that we um, continue to want to prove our business model because I think there are lots of empty uh, assets in, in Enfield Parks that could mirror um, uh, what we're doing um that, that that's a whole other piece of work but it's it's certainly an objective along with about 10 other things on my priority to-do list um but we are as you say we are I, I, the the narrative is that we are so much more than a park cafe we are a vehicle for opportunity so it's an opportunity for volunteering and giving back to your community but it's also a it's a it's an opportunity for skills learning um, and we have a partnership that was uh, implemented a, in the school year before the pandemic with Westley uh, School um, in Edmonton, which is Enfield's uh, special needs, special educational needs um, school. We work with their year 11s and 12s uh, as part of their Learning for Life program and they actually run the cafe. Uh, it was two days a week and we're just doing some final negotiations for September, but, the, but all, all those kinds of projects, um, we want to see the cafe as a vehicle, uh, as an enabler for uh, for social change and and how you and I first started talking is that it's it's very clear to me that um, as we operate in a park um, we've we've always from from the outset we've always been very keen to minimize our environmental impact in the area in which we operate and but that just the the sheer um, the sheer weight of just running what is effectively a retail business however uh, i uh, however we describe it and our social narrative i'm still we're still running a small business uh, and all of our team uh, have other jobs and responsibilities as well um uh, many of our team have, have paid roles um so um i've gone a little off well, let, me, let me ask let me, let's take it a bit further because yeah we're I mean, building community but you also have a various number of missions, don't you? And yeah. one of them is to promote sustainability and make people aware of climate change. I mean, why did you decide that was one of the areas you wanted to go down? I mean, it's it's not one that we act, we, we actively it's 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 built into our our, our social and environment. I mean, we have we have twin social and environmental uh, objectives and. Uh, it's it's one we went to there then because you can't operate a cafe. I, I I think it's negligent to operate a cafe in a park if if you if you don't care about your immediate surroundings. So from day one, we it was very very important to us that uh, that we could at least minimise if we were going to do disposables, which we have from day one. For, for, they would be the best quality compostable, biodegradable, uh, and zero impact. And 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 uh, and as far as possible, our small team has has has, has done um, research to find out uh, to so to find the best product on the market. And we've borne the cost of that. Um, uh, Pre-COVID, we were trying to encourage uh, reusable cups. We have um, all of our straws, um, all of our disposables are entirely compostable, but. It feels like going building back stronger needs to look at building back greener. It feels like the time is right. And um, we have just delivered a really big youth build project. And uh, my team who know me are, uh, will, will laugh at me, but it, it feels like it's time for the greenery to, to own another project. And, and it's not saying that we're moving from one to the next. It's just that we can 
do these simultaneously. And we've been doing a lot of work with young people and young people really care about the environment. And, okay, and it's, tell, it's tell, incumbent upon us to make sure that- Tell um, us about that because you, you, you told me about, you know, the, the partnerships you have and one, yeah. one is with schools and with yeah. Brookfield, for example, and you have this journey to zero waste idea. Yeah. What's that? What is that about? So as you said, it is, at the moment it is an idea and uh, it's one that we, we have talked about at our committee and, uh, and various volunteers who are on know that um, we, we, we struggle. There is no I'm really basic things. There is no recycling facility in Brimfield Park. And so uh, at the moment, even even our and there's and there's no composting, proper composting. So all of our so much of our waste ends up in park bins, which uh, is a it's an it's a, it's a false economy because our park managers and keepers are spending all their time emptying waste and 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 if any of you have seen what Broomfield Park or fact any park looks like after a busy summer weekend you'll know that um waste is a real issue in the park and and, and there are some real low-hanging fruits for our project that we would like to start to enable uh, and it's kind of a call to action we 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 don't have the resource or the capacity to, to, to do this on our own and so this is a call to people to start developing ideas. And what I would like to say to everyone is that a micro project like ours um, is a really good place to start because actually we can, and it goes back to why I wanted to work and lead a micro organization rather than, is that actually impact is quite, it, we can be quite effective quite quickly, um, but we also have quite a good voice. And I think I so, like so people will start to listen. Someone, someone said, uh, please tell us about the zero taking days. <laughs> this is Helen. Hello, Helen. Uh, Helen has been isolating for 10 days, so I think um, she's having lots of fun with me. We have had days, and Helen is right. Helen runs, uh, Helen uh, and her husband, Stuart, um, are our Wednesday morning regulars. And uh, we, we have had days where we have literally taken no money. So that's what Helen's, Helen's saying there. Uh, but she also rightly says, um, that, that what we want to do is start coordinating efforts and really creating a clamour uh, to demonstrate to, uh, to Enfield Council that we need to really, really uh, tackle recycling in parks. Uh, and that is all about culture change and um, behaviour change and it, everyone needs to play their part. Um, but there is, I mean, we've talked about it ourselves. We could personally invest in uh, recycling bins I've got enough, I, there's, I can't, what, there would be no point because we, we, we are happy to work in partnership, but if the bins aren't emptied and sorted properly, there's no, there's no point. So there, there are some very low hanging fruit. And I think if we all put some coordinated pressure and, and again, for the cat, I'm sympathetic. This is not, this is not an easy nut to crack, but what we want to say to the council is, if we can get this right, and if Broomfield Park is prepared to be the blueprint of, and using our cafe and using the events, because uh, we work very closely with the Friends of Broomfield Park to make those as zero waste as possible. If we can really go through the journey of what good recycling in public spaces looks like, then we can share that expertise with, with our neighbours and our neighbouring parks and beyond. I mean, the idea of doing that, of cleaning up Broomfield Park, of recycling and so on, is an idea you talked about with me when we talked about the 
big green festival that yeah. we're doing through the Enfield Climate Action Forum. And you thought that, uh, you know, focusing on that would be really good. You know, yeah. you, you said to me, everyone talks about beautiful Broomfield. They don't talk about rubbish Broomfield. And having a day which highlights that in order, how, in order to show how you can make it beautiful again is important. So what did you have in mind? Tell everyone, I mean, you've told me, but tell everyone what you had in mind for that festival and what you want to do then. It really is, a, it's a plan in development in my head only at the moment. But, um, and, and again, it, it, these are ones that I would like to talk to with our existing volunteer team about, but it, and it, 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 it's, it, it, in my head, it's something as simple as a community litter pick, um, but it will be, I think, again, all to be developed, so please don't hold me on any of this. But I think over the week of the festival, what would be great is to um, organize a series of litter picks with different parts of the community, and we can invite lots of community stakeholders to participate in that. In that um, and we're really well plugged into the Palmer Screen Action Team, and to the we we can reach different parts of the community, um, young people, older people, uh, even have different days. I don't. This is all in my head for now, and I would love to work with people to develop and deliver this. But um, someone I, one of our volunteers also suggested, what, and I think it's really impactful, would be a, a photo diary over that week of the litter that is picked um, and how much of it could be recycled, how much of it could be reused, how much of it could be taken home. And then that tiny amount potentially that goes into landfill. And that, that for me, I'm, I'm thinking about that September week as, as the start of this journey for us. Um, and it's one that I, I, I need to bring my team on board with. There is so much expertise amongst my team, um, amongst our volunteer pool and, and the community beyond. And so, I mean, again, this is all in my head for now, but wouldn't it be lovely to demonstrate in one week what, what, what litter is, is left in the park? What, what's great about, about what you say is that, that that week for you becomes a catalyst for doing exactly. things thereafter. And, and I'm hoping everyone would look at it that way. It's not just a, a thing that happens and ends. It's a thing that starts other things happening. Um, and, and, and that's important. And you, you said you have all these ideas in your head and you, you're a person who has lots of ideas in your head. And ideas are fun. That's the fun part of it. Um, it's actually, yeah, right, exactly. And you also have ideas, don't you, to develop a number of action groups as well. Do you want to tell us about that? Look, my, my, as I said, we still have to, um, we still have to run a cafe five days a week. And so I, 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 I and my team give so much and um, I need to invite my team who wants to be involved in this to come along on this journey. But I also, we need to bring, I need to find and identify some local champions who are really, this is their number one. They're actually, they, they like the idea of the cafe and they're happy to come and have a cup of tea and a slice of cake, but actually they don't want to do shifts but they are absolutely passionate about environmental impact, sustainable growth. And again, that's a whole other piece of what depends on. But someone who really knows what they're doing and whose, whose main role it would be to, is to lead this initiative. Um, and so this is a call out to anyone out there. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Um, if you're Palmer's Green local, that would be really ideal. If you know Brimfield Park, even better, but someone who's really passionate about an opportunity to really take this massive litter waste bull by the horns and work kind of with us but very autonomously as well to to start 
making a difference uh, to... Um, but do you, do you want to go beyond that in terms of action groups and idea, not just the litter and the waste, but do you have any other bigger ideas you'd like to see happen? I do, oh, look, again, lots of ideas. I'm, I'm a little fearful of being held to all of these. Um, but um, look, uh, the, 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 there is a, we have a beautiful community growing space um, right by the, our beautiful community orchard. And again, I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday um, we have often talked about um, growing things in the growing space and not us growing it, but community groups using those raised beds to grow stuff. Um, our food offering at the cafe is very limited for lots of reasons, but there is a, it would be lovely if we could uh, grow tomatoes and sell little pots of tomatoes and just see this really simple seasonal things that really engage local people. But again, someone who knows more about food growing than me could run with a project like this and there could be a, a real um, opportunity. I mean, Francis, the list will go on and on. We have two compost bins, which have been there for seven years since we launched by the wall behind our cafe. No one knows what to do with them. If anyone, if, if we have any master composters, I would love a composting working group. We save all our coffee grounds because we know we should and we really want to recycle them, but we have no capacity to get them out into the community. We try and flog them to the volunteer teams in the park, but they're, they're, they're sick of our coffee grounds. But um, again, there is a massive piece of work of uh, communication to park users and the community to say, come and take. And I, I know that I think it's, NCAF or one of the groups has done a, is doing a very nice map of the local area that has places where you can reuse or recycle and but all this takes um we're, we're yeah, happy to be I, a vehicle and we're happy to have the ideas but we we do need uh resource yeah I think that's probably lovely doorstep was doing a big project on social mapping which is really uh, no, it's, uh, no no it's, it's, no I, I know that one it's not that one this is a specifically no. an environmental one it's it's very local to Palmer's Green, and if it's not you, I will I will I will try and find out. On I'm I'm wondering. Okay, well, well else okay, knows. but let me ask you then. Um, yeah. uh, you know, we're getting very close to the end of the time now, and um, you know, you're doing a project which is you know quite small. It's a micro project, and and that is important in influencing and changing attitudes. What would you say to those people who uh, say, I, I don't know what to do. I, I'm afraid of starting up something like this. What can I do to make a change? I'm only one person. How would you respond to that? I don't, uh, I would say, don't ever be scared of knowing that you have a good idea. But I would always say also share your ideas, share your ideas with your neighbors or with your friends or uh, someone you bump into randomly. I mean, this project, I, I cannot reiterate enough. This this cafe was, I don't even know whose idea it was, but somehow it, it grew because we talked about it. And I, we reached out and uh, we built partnerships with other people. I, I'm not a fan of duplication of effort. And I think, and that is one thing I, 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 it was very clear to us at the time that there was a gap in the market. There was a gap for us here. Um, and so if someone does have a kernel of an idea for any business, but particularly for a community business, spend some time properly talking to people, reaching out, shaping your ideas, uh, 
and and listening we did a we we opened our hatches in 2014 but we spent three years in development um and for a tiny project just because we knew we had to get it right okay so, so um, well i mean you certainly are getting it right and i think lots of people really appreciate what you do and the enthusiasm you have and because of that enthusiasm you know in five years time what would you like to see your project be so <laughs> When we launched, we said in five years time, so when we launched seven years ago, we said that we would like to be a model or blueprint for, for similar park-based uh, enterprises. Um, we, there is not yet another um, similar project in any, any Brimble Park. So even if, our, even if our project doesn't evolve, which it will, it, it would look like success in five years time if someone else has done something similar with a fair win from Enfield Council and with any support that we can offer. But for our project, I think at its core, it will probably stay not dissimilar. It will be ultimately volunteer powered, but we will have a, a, a either we will make partnerships with existing volunteer groups that are now flourishing in Palmer's Green and we're so lucky for that to uh, achieve some of this um, sustainability and environmental work that we want to do. I think we will absolutely uh, have um, a better, we will have recycling bins. We will have a proper recycling uh, and, and waste management system, uh, a strategy and system that is delivered properly in Enfield, uh, in Brunfield Park. And I would like to think that the park keepers are not picking up so much rubbish that is just discarded and because uh, we have a group either on patrol, uh, volunteers and, and who are changing hearts and minds to keep our park and uh, by extension our, our high street tidier. I think we all have to also be realistic. Okay, so, you know, you're doing all this work, you depend on volunteers um, and you depend on people coming in and buying your coffee as well. Yeah. Um, so if, if anyone wants to know more about you, and I know locally they know a lot about you already, but if people wanted to know more about you, find out what you're doing, how all those wonderful ideas are turning into action, where would they go? Where would they go to find out? The best place, and I've put the link in the chat here, Francis, is our Facebook page. Um, we do have a side page on the Friends of Broomfield Park website, but it's not up to date and I don't have control of it. And again, that's on the to-do list, uh, but Facebook and hopefully most people are enabled and, and use Facebook. Facebook is, is the best place. You can always contact me directly or me uh, directly via email. And again, that our email address is in the chat. I can give it verbally. It's the Palmer's Greenery, all lowercase at gmail.com. Or you can come and to visit us in the park uh, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday, and you always be met with a friendly smile. Okay, all right, well, well thank you very much. And I mean, I know that everyone will be met with a friendly smile. <laughs> and I do love your idea of having, you know, similar cafes in other parks doing similar things, and then having a network of those, just oh. how powerful that would be. Wouldn't that be that amazing? Would, that would be great. Anyhow, I mean, thank you for going through this and telling us what you do and showing how an idea, a social enterprise idea can make a real difference, can involve people, volunteers and consumers, 
or we won't call them consumers, we call them citizens, yeah. you know, being with you and developing those ideas with you. I think, you know, you've inspired a lot of people uh, to think about that. So it's been really great talking to you. So we'll, end this, we'll end this part of the interview now. Thank <laughs> you.